0: Let me ask you, why are you here? <clears throat> Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Here we go. Donuts. Donut. <laughs> why did you decide to come to church today? Why are you a part of this church? Those are all heavy questions to contemplate Questions that uh, we must reflect on and come away with the true reason, the true purpose as to why you are here today. Why did you decide this morning to wake up when you could have slept in, you could have spent time with your family at home, you could have gone out for breakfast, you could have watched television, you could have read a book, whatever. Of all the options that the world provides us, why did you decide to come to church this morning? And that's something that we have to be honest with ourselves. It's something uh, that we have to come to grips with the true reason, the true foundation of that answer. As we must know our uh, purpose in life, and we must know the purpose and why we do the things that we do. If we don't have a purpose for the things that we do, uh, then ultimately uh, our life has no Meaning. If there's no purpose behind it, if there's no why, if there's no reason, then there's no meaning. And a life without meaning uh, is a scary uh, thing. As a life without meaning uh, is itself scary, but then it can then turn to many other more scary consequences that that you can reveal later down the road. And so we all have to be aware that we have a mission, we have a purpose, and together as a church, we're going to be focusing uh, on the mission that we have as a church as we turn into the month of March and we focus on marching for missions. And again, we frequently talk about our mission as a church in the month of March because uh, the Church of God General Conference, they initiated marching for missions, and the idea is to focus, the the idea in the conference starting marching for missions is to shine a spotlight on the missions that are taking place throughout the world, and provide an opportunity in which the different churches around the country uh, can provide fundraising for uh, these different missions that are taking place. And that is great, and that is awesome, and I love LHI, and I love the mission that they are doing. But this also provides another opportunity for us. Not only can we focus on the foreign missions that are taking place through LHI, but it also provides a wonderful opportunity wonderful opportunity for us to evaluate ourselves, for us to focus on ourselves and focus on why we do what we do. What is our mission? What is our personal mission as a church? What is the personal reason that you decided to come here to North Hills this morning when you have millions upon millions of choices that you could have done, other options that you could have participated in this morning? And so for this next four weeks, we're talking about our mission as a church. And when I say church, I'm talking about a group of people. I'm talking about a group of believers. I'm talking about a family, the family of God, the body of Christ. I'm talking about you when I talk about the church. Later on this morning, we're going to be talking about the church church building, and we will be careful to differentiate the, the two, but the church is you. The church is not a building, but the church is a people. It's a family. It's a body, and that family is you. So we're talking about your mission in this month of March. And so we have to ask ourselves, we have to evaluate why are we here? Why are you a part of this family? Why are you a part of this church? And so hopefully you all are aware of the mission that we have set out here at North Hills. And again, that mission is growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom. Everybody say, growing closer to God and expanding His kingdom. Growing closer to God and expanding. Absolutely yes. That is the mission that we have defined. That is why we do what we do. Do. And I know we've talked about this a lot, but I just want to take just a couple of minutes this morning refreshing our minds on why our purpose, why our mission is growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom. So there's kind of two, two purposes there, and so we'll, we'll kind of split each one up. So growing closer to God, that is a big why as to why we do what we do. We want you guys to have a personal relationship with God. It's not a relationship that you can have through me. It's not a relationship that you can have through your Sunday school teacher. It's not a relationship that you can have through your parents, through your spouse. It has to be between you and God. That's why it's called a personal relationship. It's a relationship between you and God. And I think this is so, so important Because I think that revolves around the the big question as to why are we here? Why do humans exist in the first place? And I think it's because God wants a relationship with you. God wants you to give him glory and honor and praise. He he wants to have that relationship with you as him, as a father, and, and as you, as his beloved child. It's very similar to a father-child relationship or very similar uh, to a married relationship in in which naturally or any relationship, any friendship, a a a good friendship, a good relationship, as you spend more time with them, you're going to grow closer and closer and closer with them. And so ultimately, this is, this is why in our mission statement, it's growing. We are all growing closer to God. You, there, there's, not, there's not anybody who could be stagnant in the relationship with God. And the truth of the matter is that you can't be stagnant. Either you are growing closer to God or you are growing further away from God. Every single day of your life, you are doing one of those two things. That's, that's, the, that's a heavy realization to understand, that every single day you're either growing closer to God or you are growing further away from God. And I can have understand. I, I can know that this is why we exist uh, today uh, through examples like the crucifixion, where God had all that he wanted in his son, Jesus Christ. However, God sacrificed him so that he could have a perfect, everlasting relationship with us. That's how bad God wants a relationship with you. He laid down his beloved son Jesus as his beloved son Jesus is crying out to his father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me as he's hanging there on the cross? That's how bad God wants you. That's how bad he wants to have a relationship with you. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18 states, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit. Christ died so that you can have a relationship with God. And so we must take advantage of that. We must be aware that is a key part of our mission is growing closer to God day in and day out. That is why we exist as a church. Half of the reason as to why we exist as a church is to help you grow closer to God. The second part uh, of our purpose of our mission as a church is expanding God's kingdom. On top of growing closer to God, we have to be expanding his kingdom. And hopefully we're all aware that the kingdom is the ultimate hope that we have as Christians. You know, a lot of people, uh, they put their hope in that one day when they die, they'll be floating uh, away in heaven. But I like to put my faith, my hope in a day and age where everything wrong with this world is going to be made right. And that day is going to come when Christ Jesus, who's currently sitting at the right hand of God, is going to descend from heaven to earth and establish God's kingdom. The, a, a day and age will there will be an everlasting peace. I forget, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago we took a look at Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 10, talking about the peace, the wolf will dwell with the lamb. The everlasting peace, the whole earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. We take a look at scriptures like Revelation 21, my favorite, where there'll be no more death. God himself will be with us. We will see our heavenly father face to face. That is awesome. That is a day and age that I cannot wait. And so that's the ultimate hope that we have as Christians. And one day when Christ comes back to this earth, We're either going to partake in God's kingdom where everything wrong with this world is made right, right, or we are going to pay the consequences of our sin because we did not accept uh, the, the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those are the only two options that are available at the return of Jesus. And this topic was so, so important to Jesus it was at the heart of the message that he preached. We, we've talked about this in the past, but, but to sum it up, quite, quite honestly, in Luke chapter 4, verse 43, Jesus says, "'I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose.'" Jesus himself says, I was sent for this purpose to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And so we must be talking about the kingdom as well. I love kind of the trend that uh, the the worldwide Christian circle is taking because more and more people are focusing on the kingdom. And I absolutely love that. And, And we as a church, we as North Hills, we've got to focus in on this kingdom. We've got to make as many disciples as possible. We've got to make as many followers of Jesus as possible because one day your, your, your spouse, your children, your parents, your friends at school, one day either they are going to pay for the consequences of their sin or they will be able to partake in God's coming kingdom for a never-ending celebration. And I don't know about you, but I want my loved ones, I want my friends, I want my children, my spouse, my brothers and sisters, my parents, I want them, I want you guys to be a part of God's Kingdom, And so we have got to expand God's kingdom, getting as many people as possible into the fulfillment of this coming kingdom. And So that is our mission as a church, a mission uh, that I'm very passionate about, hopefully a mission that you guys are passionate about as well. And so as we talk about fulfilling this mission of growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom in the next couple of weeks, we are going to be breaking down, fulfilling this mission in a couple of key locations. The first key location that we're going to talk about is the church building. And that's what we're going to talk about for a couple of minutes later on uh, this morning, the church building, where we are at right now. Next, uh, after that, we're going to be talking about our homes, Fulfilling this mission of growing closer to God and his kingdom and expanding his kingdom uh, in our homes. And then next we'll talk about uh, fulfilling that mission in our jobs or school or basically our our social circle outside of our homes. And then finally we'll talk about fulfilling this mission to the ends of the earth. And all of these different locations, they have the same exact mission of growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom. However, we have different objectives. We have different strategies in which we use to fulfill this mission of growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom in each of these different locations. I'd encourage you guys to think of it like a big war. We're going to use this analogy of a war throughout uh, this series as well. And our war, our objective is growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom. And just like many different wars, we are fighting this war in different locations. It's not all just in one hotspot, but it's all over uh, where we encounter in our day-to-day lives. And and with each different location, we must have a different strategy. We must come with a different approach when we are at the church building compared to when we are at our homes or if we are hanging out with our friends uh, or hanging out at our jobs or school, whatever it may be. We have to come with a different approach as they are all slightly different than the others. So you guys all got that, the same mission. We're, We're not changing the mission. We're not changing the purpose. We're just changing the how, how we fulfill this mission. And so if we continue to use this analogy of a war, when one nation goes to war with another nation, a very, very important location is the training grounds. This is where soldiers are being equipped and trained for war. They learn the intricacies of war. They learn how to use a weapon. They learn how to work as a team. They learn how to operate in a crisis and much, much more. The thing is they are not actually fighting the enemy in the training camp. They're not actually fighting the enemy in these training grounds when they are training. Instead, they are just being equipped to eventually fight the enemy, to eventually fight the war one day. But nevertheless, it's still a very, very important location in war. Raise your hand if you are someone who has served in the military, in one of the different military branches. We've got a handful of uh, you gentlemen out there. Number one, I thank you guys uh, for your service, for fighting, for... Yeah, you give them a round of applause. Well-deserved. Well-deserved, Absolutely. Thank you for your service for fighting uh, for our freedom uh, for our freedom to gather as a church today. I'm sure you guys have many uh, stories of what went on in boot camp or uh, training grounds, um, probably a lot of shenanigans, probably a lot of serious stuff, probably a lot of difficult uh, times as well. But I'm sure a lot of your time, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm guessing a lot of your time was spent uh, at the training camp getting ready for uh, the possibility of defending your country or the possibility of of going overseas and going to war, whatever it may be. But I'm guessing from uh, the awareness that I have and how our military function, a lot of time is spent in the training grounds and boot camp at the military base, whatever it may be. My all-time favorite uh, movie is Hacksaw Ridge. Anybody else seen uh, the movie Hacksaw Ridge? yeah. Number one, I would not recommend this movie to your kids. Uh, It it, it is quite graphic, uh, very uh, graphic. It it is a war movie. It's about a World War II soldier named Desmond Doss. Uh, It's based off of a a real story, um, and he was a conscientious objector, someone who... uh, refused to carry a weapon uh, because of his religious beliefs that he held. And so he served as a medic in uh, the Second World War. And the second half of the movie is very emotional. It it tugs at your heart as he is serving as a medic in the front lines, and he's having other issues um, not even related to the war, people on his own side who don't want him there in the first place because of some of his uh, beliefs. It's absolutely a gut-wrenching movie um, in Uh, the second half of uh, that movie. But the first half is a little more lighthearted as he and the other soldiers, they are at the training grounds, they're at their base camp preparing for war. And, And they spend about half of this war movie at this base camp all about just getting ready for the war. And that is a huge, huge part. It's a huge part in this equation of war is getting ready for the war in The first place. It's spending time at the training grounds. And when we use this analogy, the church building is the training grounds. The church building, where you guys are sitting right now, that is where we are being equipped and trained for war. It's where we're being equipped for our mission of growing closer to God and expanding His kingdom. The truth of the matter is that we are not going to fulfill our mission much in this church building. We are not doing a ton of growing closer to God, although I hope you do grow closer to God in this hour. The truth of the matter is if this is the only time that you grow closer to God, you're not going to have a very good relationship with God. So you're not going to grow closer to God much within the church building and then even more so, you're not really going to expand God's kingdom much within this church building. And so it can't all be done within this church building. We we, we are not fulfilling this mission. We are not winning the war in this church building. Instead, we are preparing for the war. We are being equipped for the war. We are training ourselves. We we are encouraging one another. We are spurring one another on, and we are being inspired by one another so that we can be ready for the war out there. As these four walls, it's a safe haven. It is a safe place for you to learn to be equipped. It's a safe place for you to learn how to grow closer to God. It's a safe place for you to learn how to expand God's kingdom. But let me tell you, outside of these four walls, it's a nasty war zone out there. There is a nasty war taking place. And I'm not just talking about the war in Ukraine. I'm talking about the world between light and darkness. The war between God and and Jesus and his followers and basically everybody else. It, it, It is a nasty, nasty war that is taking place, and we cannot go into this war ill-equipped. If you go into this war ill-equipped, you you are not going to last very long. It it breaks my heart to see people who have this passion for God, who have this relationship with God, and they go in the outside world. I think of like uh, the parable of the sower and the sower who sows the seeds uh, amongst the thorns, and all of a sudden, this passion, this relationship that they have with God, is choked out by all of the different pleasures of the world. Because the world wants you. The world wants you bad. The world wants you to be a part of its team. And if you're not careful, if you're not equipped, bad things uh, can happen. You can turn your back on God. And and I do not want that to be the case for anybody here. So we take a look back at the initial question uh, that I asked for you all. Why are you here Why did you come to church in the first place with all the different options that you have? We have to be aware that it's not just to have a good time. We're not here just to hang out with our friends. We're not here uh, just to, uh, you know, something to do to consume our time. We're not here just to make ourselves feel good about ourselves. We're not here for this to be the one hour of the week in which you grow closer to God. We are here to equip you for the war that has to be your purpose that has to be your reason has to be equipping yourselves to grow closer to god and expanding his kingdom And when you are here today to equip yourselves for war, when you're learning to strap on that breastplate of righteousness, you're learning to strap on that shield of faith or that helmet of salvation, or learning to wield the sword of the spirit, that is the word of God, like we just got done doing in our previous series, all of a sudden, everything changes. Everything changes. And all of a sudden, you have a purpose You have a reason for why you are here today. It's my hope and it's my prayer that everybody within these walls can understand why we are here today. That there is a war going on as we speak. And it's a war where we already know the outcome. 100%, we know the outcome of this war. Those who align themselves with God and his son Jesus, they are going to come out victorious. Who likes to win? I love to win. I want to be on the winning side. And in order to do so, we have to prepare ourselves to remain on that winning side. Because guess what? When Christ comes back, he is going, yeah, that's right, he is going to demolish, he is going to destroy evil and sin. As God has handed all power and authority over to his son, Jesus, and I want to be right by my Savior's side when he comes back and he destroys. He stomps on sin, he stomps on Satan, and that's the side of the war that I want to be on. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. And we have to be equipped for this war, that is why we are here today, so that we can remain on that winning team, the team of our Father who loves you, and the team of the Savior who died and bled and suffered for you. That is what is at stake this morning. And fortunately for us this morning, every single person on earth has an opportunity to to be on the winning side of this war. The only reason why you and I and our neighbors and friends and family have an option to be on the winning side of the war is because of this right here, because of what this means to us today. As Jesus, he died and he suffered on that cross And again, we read in 1 Peter 3, 18, Christ died so that we could be brought to God, so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we can be on the winning side of this war. The night before Jesus was crucified, he celebrated the Passover meal with his disciples. And as they were sitting there together in Mark chapter 14, verse 22, reads, as they were eating, he took bread, that's Jesus. And after blessing it, broke it and gave to them and said, take, this is my body. And so this morning, this cracker, this bread, this represents the body of Jesus that was broken and bruised for you and I, so that we can be a part of the winning team. Let's pray over the bread. Father, we love you. We thank you for the price that was paid on behalf of all of us so that we can be there right by your son's side as he defeats sin and Satan and evil in this world. Father, I thank you that you are willing and wanting to lay down your perfect son for us so that we could have a relationship with you. And father, it's my prayer that nobody here takes the sacrifice lightly, but we see the cost for what it is, and we see the rewards, and we reap the rewards from this sacrifice. As a father, we love you so much. We thank you for your son. We thank you for letting his body be bruised and broken for us. And it's in his precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. Let's partake of the bread. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, which is poured out for you today. Let's pray over this cup. Father, we love you. Father, thank you for this cup and everything that represents the blood of your precious son, Jesus, being spilt on behalf of all of us. As a father, I just pray that we accept your son's sacrifice. I pray that we join you and your son on the winning side of this war. Father, we thank you. We love you so much. It's in Christ's name that we pray, amen. Let's partake of the cup together. Father God, you are good, you are great, you are gracious. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in your son's precious name that we pray, amen.